Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. Now, in our 16th season, with over 500 episodes in 17 countries, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. everybody, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with one of my favorite guests, Dr. Andrew Whitman. We have so much fun together, and he has so much knowledge. And we're going to be talking today about kind of getting rid of the weight that most people gained during the pandemic. And, you know, Andy, I talk about like COVID-19 should not be COVID-19. It should be the COVID-25 because everybody I talked to gained between 20 and 25 pounds. You know, gyms were closed. We didn't have access. Like for me, just trying to get protein powder for my kids. And for me, as part of our regular routine, like we were rationing that sucker out because we couldn't get the deliveries and we did eat what was available and didn't go to the gym. And we did as many workouts as we could reasonably, but we all gained weight, all four of us, um, between five and 20 pounds in my household. And I think that's pretty typical of a lot of households. And one of the other things that I've learned a lot doing research for our show today is many people imbibed as a way to relax and got some additional liquid calories into their system. (laughs) Because in our little town, the two things that were open, the gas station was open in the liquor store. So go figure. And I think the liquor store was listed an essential service in both New York and California. Listen, it is, it was (laughs) during that time. And I don't even drink, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, even, you know, I'm a fit buff, you know, I love sure. fitness and nutrition and all that. I even put on weight during the COVID stuff because when you're working from the house, like, you know, I used to travel all the time and speak. Well, COVID sure. just knocked that out. I'm not, everything is Zoom, Zoom calls now. I just have to be, you know, you know, I'm wearing my shorts, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're stretching pops, pants. But, right, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. So, and then when you go to put clothes back on, you're like, man, these jeans are, these slacks are a little tight, you know, it's like, so because you're always in sweats and stuff. And that that was one of the ways that I would, not the scale as much I would gauge how do my clothes fit yeah. was kind of one of my indicators, you know, cause the scale, like it fluctuates so much, like, you know, it could go up and down, you know, literally like five to six pounds each way, depending on what time of day, how much hydration you have. Or you if know. you flew, did you ever notice like that, like the day after you fly, yeah. I have to wear my fat pants because right. you, you puff, puff up, up and, and I'm like, you know, I, I couldn't 100%. have gained weight on an airplane, but you do. Right. That happened to me when we, my wife and I flew to Australia. I was doing a media tour down there a couple of years ago, right before COVID. And my, my calves were like, I, I, my ankles, I was like, I literally was like, had them propped up on pillows in the hotel before I could even go down and do any of my speaking. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I can't even get my boots on, you know, right. it's crazy, but yes. So I don't like the scale. So that would be my first thing when we're talking about this is don't worry about the scale so much because what happens is if you're looking at the scale and it, it, you know, some say it's down one day, you're like, oh, that's awesome. So you emotionally you're up and you're like, I could cheat because the scale's down. Right. But then it could just be some crazy hydration thing or whatever at the time of day. And then you get on it the next day and then you're like way high. And then you're emotionally, you're down here and then you feel awful and then you cheat. 
Because right, I feel bad. Win. There's no right. So just put the scale away would be the first thing I was like. I had a client that she would be on doing this emotional roller coaster. I said, just give me this guy. I took the scale from her and put it in my house. And I'm like, just do do the process for six months, and then we'll look at the scale. But don't worry about what the scale says for six months. Just do the things that we're you know that we know are to do are right. And they're not hard. We don't have to do like CrossFit or whatever. If you just sleep first off eight hours a day. Mm. Six to eight. I know people are like, Andrew, that's crazy. You can't get eight, but you could get six. And even if you don't get it in one time, right, Sandra, you could take a nap. Because I know people don't know this, but did you know in this country before the Industrial Revolution, we used to have two sleeps? We didn't sleep for eight hours. That's like a, really? that's because of shifts. Yeah, because of industrialization. Well, that makes so, sense. And you know, yeah, so what would happen when it got dark because we didn't have like lights and stuff and you had that a lot, you would go to sleep. And then you would get up and have your midnight snack at midnight because you would fire up the wood stove so there would be heat in the house, little house on the prairie, right? And then go back to sleep after you were up for a couple hours and you would have your second sleep. So you don't have to get eight or six all at one time. Well, and I will tell you part of, you know, like I had cancer treatments over the last 18 months. And one of my things that I used to do at four o'clock, I used to have a Diet Coke and, you know, candy bar. I remember those days. That was before spin class. Though. Yes, my crazy <laughs> Diet Coke days. And, you know, nothing, no disrespect to Diet Coke, but what I, no. I had to trade it to because I couldn't do my spin classes anymore. I could go in the garage and spin, but I wasn't teaching during COVID. Mm. You know what I did? I did the exact opposite. I took a nap. So like at four o'clock when I was really yeah. low and, you know, dragging down and I'm like, what if I scheduled, cause we're working from home. What if I scheduled right. like an hour rest period right. in between like my calls and my shows. And I would scoot out to the living room, cover myself up with a blanket and I would set my alarm on my phone. I would take a 35, 45, 20, yeah. whatever my body needed nap. And I had my alarm right. in case I overslept, but what a difference and what a better yeah. thing to put in my body than to, to force it with chemicals or even force it through exercise because I think right. my body's way of telling me, okay, Sam, slow down. Right. And we need to listen to that. And there's good science behind this of taking that, those naps um, that actually increases your cognitive processing. It lowers the cortisol levels, right. And it balances your hormone. Cause a lot of with weight loss, people think it's like calories in calories out. It's really more hormonal nutrition. If you, cause I always say this on the, you can't fight your biology, right? If you're stressed all the time and cortisol levels are up, it's going, you can't fight that no matter how hard you try to diet and exercise. And what you just said, the more that you exercise when your cortisol levels up, you're actually putting more stressors on your adrenal glands. So you're yes. making it worse. Yeah. So you, yeah. So you got to get your rest. That's the first baseline level and start tracking that. Like I, before, and I've had several clients that, you know, like, I mean, like 100 pound, 150 pound losses, they would come to me, right? So wait, we've got to slow down with this. A lot of this out that we, I would say our eyes are bigger than our stomach. We try to do this crazy workout and diet and make all these big changes and you can't do it for more than two days. So then you quit. <laughs> so the person, right? So let's just get your sleep cycle. How about for the first two weeks, let's just keep a sleep log and just see how much sleep we're actually getting. That's your only thing that you have to do is track your sleep. Well, and I will tell you, I even messed that up, Andy, in the beginning, because that was part of my <laughs> cancer treatments, because they're like, laying in bed on your phone is not considered no, sleep. No, that's not right. That's you know, not sleep. Waking up at, you know, five in the morning and reading my Bible or reading my, you know, things for the day is not yeah. sleep. Like I was not in bed. Sleep. 
And so I ended up getting myself this Apple watch, you know, a fitness watch. Yeah. And, had a, and I was horrified. My real yes. sleep time was four to five hours. Like, no wonder I'm sick. No wonder I'm tired. Yes. So I got mine too. And there's, there's even some that um, I was, there's one out that does a ring. Oh yeah. So if you don't like the watch, so you can track your, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, I'm researching that out right yeah, now. Just cool. hit the market, but there's lots of ways to track your sleep. Um, there's different apps and different ways, but that would be my first thing. If you have any kind of weight loss goals, the first thing I want to do is check my sleep levels. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and then the next thing is how much water are you drinking? Yep. Like not, not, you know, mm-hmm. coffee and, soda and apple juice or just water like you got to get your water in a clean hydration like, yes because that's what's good because all these other things that you drink there's actually there are toxins that your kidneys and your liver filter out and then it traps in your fat cells so what happens is when you first that's why they're, they're somebody that tries to do a keto diet or whatever they had that keto flu is what they call it but what happens is when your body starts breaking down those fat cells those toxins are released and that's what makes you feel sick that makes sense Right. So all the cruddy food and drinks that you've been drinking. So we want to flush that as much as possible. Flush out your system with good, a lot of good, clean water. Wait, that's so simple. Like, I mean, you know, when, when, when they, when I was looking at the, you know, kind of this, like, oh, this is your cancer diet. This is your cancer thing. And I'm yeah. reading it and I'm like, sleep. I can do that. Water. Yeah. Like I thought it was going to be this big, crazy thing. And to look at it was just, and it made me think of, you know, how, when you see like when it's football season and you know, it's a rookie quarterback, cause he's like, we're playing solid fundamental football. Like (laughs) (laughs) that's like what it made me think of. It's like, Oh my God, this is solid fundamental living. Correct. And there's, there's another, this is like I say, it's not rocket surgery, like I like to say, right? or, or brain science, but no, it really is brain science. But yeah, if you just do these simple things, and a lot of times we overthink these things because we're like, no way could it be that simple. Right. But it is. But it is. Right. Right. So you get those two things down. And then on nutrition, there's so many crazy things out there you could read until, and I, I've read all this stuff and I read, because I'm like, I kind of. I mean, I was a personal trainer for a while, so I was into it, but I'm also a hobbyist. I want to know kind of how to, manip- but listen, there's no human on the planet that doesn't know when you're reaching for something, whether that's good for you or not. No right. one needs to tell you, right, that a donut is not good for you compared to a carrot stick. Right, right. Well, and it's I just, ended you- up like having to trick myself with some of the stuff that, you know, they recommended that I eat like, you know, four to six cups of green leafy something yeah. like spinach. Right. And truly by the second month, I'm like, I cannot eat another one of these. So I started <laughs> right. grinding up those suckers. Like I literally yeah. just put water, a little lemon juice, and then I stuffed yeah. them in my blender and ground them up and I shot it like booze. And I'm like, if I right. shoot booze, like I don't drink and I haven't for 20 years, but when I did, I could take a shot. So I'm like, so now I have like, and the kids laugh at me because they're like, they call it my vegetable shots. Cause I put it in right. there, I grind it up and yeah. I shoot it though. I will I found say it. the first thing I did after the first one, I actually threw it up in the sink and the kids will never let me forget. Oh, it that's so funny. It it's was just, just like when you were in college. Yep. Shotgun and beers. Yep. Shotgun and beers. <laughs> so now I shotgun vegetables. Now, let me ask you this. Cause I'm always curious. You don't have to answer this, but I'm always from the day for the first day when you threw it up to like after you started like what was your what was your reaction now after you did it for like you know 12 months or whatever 
I think it was just more the concept of like, this is so weird. And it was kind of a little thick, like I need yeah. to have a little more liquid to it. I think it was the texture thing, but yeah. I realized like, cause I'm a kind of speedy Gonzalez go through my day girl. So right. to sit down and quietly munch on a salad, isn't going to work for me, but shooting back a bunch of vegetables yeah. did. So it was just getting my mindset around it. And I'm yeah. like, do I want to take a handful of pills or do I want to take a like a slurp of a bunch of vegetables like that right. to me like once I got my mind around it and I realized like it was just weird like all this stuff going in just like came what? right out right but now like, like is it cool yeah. now you're totally cool like did, let me ask you I mean I don't know but like so when I'm just liking it to what I you know when I first was in the in the Marine Corps like I was on ship and we were in the South China Sea and mm -hmm. they desalinate the water on the ship from the ocean water and they desalinate it through the diesel engines and then they mm. mix it with bleach. So nice. the water tasted like diesel and bleach. So I was like, that's nice. nasty. I'm going to drink the black coffee, which yeah. is also nasty. <laughs> but what happened, right? So we'll pick your poison. But what happened was like, you know, here I am like 38 years later and I love black coffee. Yeah. Like I've acquired that taste. Like well, my body's trained to like it. Our do, I do think our taste buds change. Now, one of the things that I did with my clean hydration is I don't think I've had a glass of orange juice or apple juice or any processed anything in two years. I mean, right. other than maybe a Diet Coke every now and then I still, but that's a, For a treat. treat. Yeah, a treat, a right. Treat. Not a, um, like, you know. Not a cheat. Listen, not, I don't like to use, I don't have cheat days because that has a negative connotation. Like I'm being unfaithful. Yeah, I will schedule treats because it's reward. So I'm not saying not to do anything. Like yeah, I would have those Diet Coke treats. I have treat days. I never have cheat days though. It right. sounds like we, a semantics, but it's not. It's a big deal because when yeah. you live a clean, authentic life, the concept of cheating, whatever you do is not okay yeah. with me. And I know it's just a word, but it says no. to me that yeah. I'm, I'm knowingly doing something I shouldn't. So Correct. that's not okay with me. So I'm knowingly right. doing a reward because I earned it. Very, very right. different, you know, only a word, but very different. Um, yes. And I think it resonates differently in your body. And when you talk 100%. about, um, you know, you talked about your taste changing. One of the things that I noticed when I stopped some of the things that I was doing, they don't taste good anymore. Correct. And that was really like my taste buds changed, everything in my physiology changed. And I think as I made an investment in my health, because that's what I talk about, like we maintain right. our cars, we maintain yeah. our kids, but as parents, do we maintain ourselves? And in some ways it was a little more work and a little more expense because I couldn't just use a coupon on the drive-through and feed three people for 15 bucks with a bunch of garbage right. and then come out. So Correct. there were a couple of days that I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. This is frustrating. But like anything, it became routine. And I don't even think it took, what do they say? It takes 28 days to make a new habit. I think it makes more, you got to have a, a you have to have a sit down with yourself and make a decision. Because once I make a decision, that's what I'm sticking to. It's not 28 right. days. Right. And I, I always say this uh, when I'm doing my corporate trainings that it only takes one time to make a habit because we're creatures of comfort. So let's say I was doing a two day training, like, cause I do two day trainings a lot and you were in my class for the first day and you found a seat and you parked in it. Where are you going to sit on day two? Sure. Same seat. 
Right. So the habit is already formed after one time. So it's the faster you can make yourself comfortable doing something, the faster it's a habit. Just like the same place you park your, your car, the, at, at, you know, say you got a new job or whatever, you parked your car there. You're going to go back to that parking spot the next day because you know it's there. It's comfortable. You don't have to search around. And then pretty soon you're mad because somebody parked in your parking spot, even though it's not <laughs> your spot. Right. Right. So the habit thing, it, it, as soon as you're comfortable, because we're creatures of habit and comfort, we love comfort as a human. So I want to point that in the direction that helps me. So a lot of with weight loss, we try to stop bad habits. That's not going to work, right? Because that's not, what, but it's easy to create a habit. It's hard to break one. So well, what I want to do is just create new habits that replace the old ones, just like with the taste buds. Well, and I will tell you some weird, funny things happened when I started grinding up vegetables and I knew what to grind up. Like I learned, yeah. do not put a bunch of broccoli in there. Like yeah. that, was, <laughs> that was not a good move, oh. but I, I did, you know, I do, I still do six cups of spinach a day because I seem to like it. It's great with my yeah. body. But the weird thing that happened when I started doing those like I call them spinach bombs. They're like, you know, throw it in there. Bomb yeah. it back. I do my spinach bomb in the morning. It reduces cravings. It re makes you feel fuller. Like all this weird magic stuff started to happen. My right. sugar cravings went away. And if I had just been focusing on do not have sugar, do not have sugar. And, you know, do not have the, you know what I mean? Like focusing on the wrong thing. I'm like, all right, Correct. I'm going to commit. And I remember the week I did this, Andy, I'm like, I'm going to commit to three, um, you know, like two cups worth, three spinach bombs a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, just throw them in and see what happens. And I'm like, right. Oh, I had a good lunch. I didn't overeat. I wasn't hungry, crazy hungry at dinner. I did my spin class. I did taught a spin class and a yoga class one night. And I came back and I had a reasonable dinner. Now, old San would have been like Hoover hitting that refrigerator after doing right. like 170 minutes of exercise. Right. So what happened? Well, you change your hormones because you put the different chemicals in your body. And that's what people don't realize with nutrition. You're, you're literally every food that you eat is no different than ingesting a set of compounds and drugs and chemicals. They do. And it creates certain reactions, which I said is hormonal nutrition. Right. So processed sugar is I mean, I haven't had processed sugar in, I don't know, over two and a half years because sure. you can't force me to take it. It's like it would be like shooting heroin. to me. Right. Like literally, I know what sugar, processed sugar does to your brain. I'm like, I'm a Kool-Aid drinker on the sugar is poison for me, not yeah. for you or anybody else. I don't, I don't, you know, my kids hey. eat Oreos, whatever. I don't, but for me, because I know what it does to my brain and how it reacts with the neurotransmitters and all that crazy stuff, yeah. you know, and creates more cravings and more, and it's a downward spiral. I won't. And, and because I have an addictive personality, which I know, me too. Already know this, but I will actually like, once I start down a path, I'm, that's why I won't drink. People are like, you don't drink for religious. I'm like, no, because oh. I know if I drink one, I will probably be the, I will drink everyone under the table. I will be the, there's a reason, Andy, they called me iron gut in college because <laughs> I can drink. I mean, I'll go up ahead of you. I will drink you under the table because I don't have that stop mechanism that other people have. And I think that's what right. you're talking about. I don't, I don't yes. drink because I don't stop. You don't drink because you don't stop. Right. And I don't eat sugar because I don't stop. That's yep. why I do fasting, because when I eat, I am like a Hoover. So I only eat one time a day and I'll yep. take in all like 2000 calories of my daily at that one sitting. Otherwise, if I do three, I'll eat 6000 calories in a day right. because I know myself that I put these stopgap, you know, the, in, in place so that I'm helping myself 
with my habit and my addiction. So I, I pointed my addictive behavior towards fasting. That's how that started like 10 years ago instead of towards binge eating. Mm-hmm. Does that make, well, so I want to replace these bad habits with the good ones that take me where I want to go. Well, and what you're talking about, you know, there's a great book out there called Guardrails and talks about, you know, we put guardrails mm. up in our life, you know, spiritually speaking. Well, guardrails exist on the freeways out here in California. So people right. don't whip off the mountain. So Correct. When I read yeah. that guardrails book for spirituality and, you know, how God puts guardrails in our lives to keep us on track, I realized, oh my gosh, I need to do that in my kitchen. Like I need to do that in <laughs> right. my office because yeah. like a perfect example, I moved my dad back in with me. He was uh, back East for three months and I went to the grocery store. I, I avoided all of the aisles with the junk because not because, I mean, I don't want my dad having it and all my kids having it, but more importantly, I don't want me having it. If those cookies right. are in my fridge, they will call my name 24-7. Oh, 100%. They will, yes, like, soon we're in the here. middle of the night. Don't forget us. We love Listen, you. Come my kids would talk, when we have Oreos, my kids call it doing a line. Because you know those sleeves <laughs> of Oreos? I would do an entire sleeve. I can't have one or I would be like, Dad's doing a line of Oreos. I'm like, get them out of the house. You know? It's right. true. Mm-hmm. So I'm I, so because people be like, well, you're you don't even get tenth. I'm like wrong, but I don't set myself up for failure. I don't even buy it, so I can't go get it in the middle of the night. Well, and I think you know I want to like demyth, debunk some of this stuff because the one yeah. thing that I hear a lot when we do these fitness shows, and especially it's from moms, they're like, I don't want to deprive my kids. I don't want to. My husband wants this. I'm like. Who's in charge of the kitchen, you or everybody else? And you know what? If you really want a dessert or you really want, you know, a candy bar or something, take the whole family out to the ice cream parlor, make it an event, make it a whole thing, but don't put it in your fridge because that's not a ritual. You know, all of these things like having tea, you know, for thousands of years was a ritual. Dessert, right. going out for the ice cream cone. When I was going up, we went to Scoops. The whole family went. We yep. checked in. Everybody got treated. Yes. Like, you know, and it was a whole family thing. And I think what's happened right. now with the convenience of all this stuff, dessert becomes a nightly thing. Cookies become a daily thing. Like, Correct. Where, it's like, like when Snoopy went on digital, I'm like, oh my gosh, we used to wait for Snoopy to come on. You know, like the Snoopy. Right. Like Easter special, or we knew it was right because the Christmas special was coming. Well, then it goes on digital, and you can watch. You know, my kids watch the Easter Beagle like a hundred times, right? And it loses its uniqueness, its specialness, its ritual. So I'm encouraging people to go. If your family wants these things, how do you make it part of a treat, a ritual, something that's a family builder, right? Not a weight builder. Right. And make it as you're building them. So you're building a memory every time we go out and do this special thing. Yes. And then you're also training them as they go in life to not be obese and have these. So they won't be addicted to the sugar. We know it's addictive. It's not, so go ahead. You can have the treat. But if you have to have it every day, this is like in this day and age, like no kidding. Like I love ice cream. Oh, who doesn't? Right. So, but there's so many options that have stevia or natural, you know, different, you know, monk fruit. I don't have to have bad ice cream and there's brands. I mean, you can walk. Yeah. They're a little more expensive. That's why it's a treat, but you can have my ice cream without having the processed sugar. 
Sure. Like there's there's a ton of brands now. And I mean, they're in Walmart for crying out. It used to be you had to go to like Whole Foods to get them. Right, to get us. And now they're in Walmart. Right. But even then, like I get that, like because we're big Halo users in our house. And um, but at the end of the day, I guess I want to go back to the purity of why are you having that sweet thing? Like, are you having it because you're frustrated? Are you having it because you're angry? Are you having it because you are lonely? Like having these things, even though they're sugar-free, they're not fixing the core problem. No, correct. Family is not getting together, which a lot of families don't. And I have this problem. I've got, you know, Max is off at UCSB. You know, Zach is going to dance or volleyball. You know, everybody's going every which way. If you can't have a family meal together, which isn't always possible if your kids are in activities, can you have a family dessert? Can you go out on Friday night for ice cream cones? Can you, can you combine that need for a treat to make it truly something that's building families, building relationships, instead of eating an ice cream cone, watching friends for the 50th time, maybe I call up friends and go out with friends. Right. It's right. Instead of watching people have friends. No, I'm with you a couple of weeks ago. um, Michaela, my uh, daughter, she's a senior in high school now, but last year they won the lacrosse state championship. Nice. So, right. So this year was the football game, their big rival at halftime. They're going to get their rings presented to them. So, of course, you know, my my youngest son, he's the middle son. He's a senior at the Citadel. He's in college. Right. My oldest son, you know, he's running a pharmaceutical company. He bought a company and is running it down in Florida. All five of us are spread out all over. But we came together that Friday night to see Michaela get her ring. And then afterwards, we just all went home and it was the five of us like it was like Christmas morning. And I was just sitting there. And then the next morning we had breakfast together. And I was just sitting at the table, just enjoying every second of it because I'm like, all five of us are under the roof yes. at one time. This never happens anymore. Was that they're right. all, we're adults and everybody's off and running? But yes, so every chance that you get when they're when you every chance that you get to be together, you should take it and make a memory out of it. a good That's memory, right. not a bad one. That's right. You know, and having bags of chips around so people can take when they want. Like that's the thing about convenience foods and convenience. Yeah, yeah, they're convenient. But only in the moment, like in the Too convenient, right? What are they yeah. doing as a family? So if your kids like go in like mine and they mow through the kitchen at different hours and my dad's in there rooting around and the amazing thing happens too. this was the other thing that I started doing, you know, during my treatments, because it was just so fun. I'm like, okay, boys are hungry. I get it. You know, they're hollow legs. But what would happen if I just put out a fruit platter? with some cheese and salami. And I literally, I didn't tell anybody. I yeah, just, you just put it out there. Yep. I just sat it. Like I have a big, um, like, you know, it looks like a sacrificial altar. It's like an eight yeah. by four granite center Island. So I just yeah. put fresh, healthy stuff out there, hummus and carrots and celery, just, and I went about my day. And every time I walked by, like, Ooh, the hummus is gone. Oh, somebody ate all the carrots. Somebody. Yeah. Now, if any of those three people that live in my house, my dad and my two boys had to open the refrigerator and not happening, right? Never, you know, never, but it was right there in front of them. So now what I do about three o'clock, I hop out of my office. I put a bunch of cut up apples or cut up whatever, you know, it's going to be for yeah. the day. And I throw it on the counter and I just leave it there and they can graze happily and they fill themselves up, but they're not going to grab a bag of chips. They're not going to grab an ice cream because that's what we do when stuff's not prepared for us. Correct. And that's, that's the key right there is like, 
making healthy stuff convenient. And I hear this all the time too. You kind of mentioned a little bit, but people say it's so expensive to eat healthy, but it's really not because if you go get a bag of carrots, they cost less than a bag of chips. And they're like, it's a pound of carrots and like 12 ounces or 10 ounces of chips, which are completely empty calories. Yeah. Flattened down in your tummy. They don't fill you up. There's no fiber, but I can tell you a typical bag of chips out here is 439 in Southern California. And I paid for my two pound bag of carrots, 239. We also pay 450 a gallon for gas. So I'm not going to be running to the market every which way. And so when you, when you make these decisions, I think the reason people say it's so expensive to eat healthy is because they throw out all the healthy food and eat the junk. Yeah, it must be because like, like my, uh, we got an air fryer and Jack, my uh, son that's at the Citadel, he's like a little chef. So we got this air fryer over the summer. He would get, he knows I love cauliflower. So he would go get bags, floor at the coat. Like they're literally like 89 cents for a bag. And he would make, put some like olive oil on it and some seasoning, put it in the air fryer for like 10 minutes or whatever. And then bring me like this bowl of air fried cauliflower. So there's your chip. Delicious. Yeah. Like 89 cents in 10 minutes. You know what oh. I mean? I'm like, dude, this is so awesome. I'm going to be buried with my Nutribullet and my air fryer. None of those products have paid to be on the show today, but that, that Nutribullet can grind up like bolts if it had to, that thing is so strong. Yeah. And the air fryer between the two of them, you can make soups, you can make everything. And truly Andy, how hard is it to pour a bag in and push a button? It, I mean, ridiculously easy. I mean, it was like, and he didn't even like drizzle olive oil. He got like the you know, the That's spray right. olive oil, the yeah. Pam. And he's like, Psh, and then he puts whatever the seasoning. I don't know. It's like, I don't know what the name of it is, but it's some like Super James or Magic James. I don't know. What yeah, it's like, like some yummy, whatever it is. Some yeah, spice mix. Whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but he did. I was like, dude, this is so good. I mean, it's literally like, and then you're sitting there at TV. I'm eating a bag of cauliflower that has like the entire bag has 20 calories in it. And it's right. totally, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's. Well, and think about all it. the nutrients, all the, like, that's the other thing that I noticed that when I grind up, you know, and sometimes I use baby greens. It depends. Like, you know, I'm not always having spinach, but. Yeah. most of the time it's spinach but one of the weird things that happens and I'm convinced of this like when I have you know a couple pieces of fruit and my you know spinach bombs and then I eat whatever else left is oh my gosh my body got what it needed yeah. like you wouldn't pour laundry soap into your gas can in your car you you put right. high octane whatever for your huge suv you know you're paying all this premium for gas but yeah, yet yeah. you're not putting premium in your body and that was like one of the ahas 100%. i had and how when your body has the correct nutrition guess what you sleep better your energy right. is even like all of these other things start to fix yeah your mood is like better magic. like you're emotionally yeah emotionally you're not as stressed and you can handle things better your cognitive processing is better all those all the things right all well your things. tummy's better your elimination mm-hmm. is better like you name it it all works and so you know when we talk about you know, today's show is talking about how to, you know, kind of shed some of those pounds that we put on, you know, with the pandemic, because we're coming into, you know, another month and a half, it's called, I call it sugar season. I don't call it the holiday season, right, it's sugar right. season in my house, because everywhere you go from the, the church to the temple to the school, yes. it's sugar, Cookies. sugar, sugar everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so how do we 
and there's going to be times I'm going to have a few things like that's that's going to happen, but I don't need to compound the problem. So getting ourselves clean, almost like a junkie, you know, so that when we go into a situation, yeah, we could have one or two pieces, but I will warn you, it's not going to taste good. Like your taste buds are going to change when you get clean. Yeah. You're not going to, right. You're not going to want it. And that's what happens is those things that you used to take pleasure in, they're just not even that good anymore. So you end up stopping it because your body, you've retrained your taste buds, as you said, to like people, I can eat whatever I like. What happened is what I like changed. Yes. Like when I was a kid, I liked cherry Kool-Aid, man. You couldn't pour that stuff down my throat now. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. I'm like, man, I don't want that joke anywhere near me, right? Right. That's usually what happens when you're an adult. You don't want to drink kid drinks, you know? Right, right. UN, forget waterboarding. Just get some Kool-Aid and try right, to get that Kool-Aid into you. <laughs> right? I'll tell you anything you want to know. I'll tell you anything. Just don't put that in my... And again, we're no disrespect to Kool-Aid. Like everything has no. a place in the world. Right. Um, but especially when you're over 50. Like I turned 50, so I'm like, hmm, okay, do I want to spend the next 50 years of my life, you know, putting all these things in my body? Or do I want to have like radiant, robust health? And if you're like me, and you go 100 miles an hour every day, you got to fuel that body to keep up with you. Yes. That's another thing you can't want to say, there's like two ditches, like you said, with the guardrail. There's the one ditch of where we're binging and, and and then there's the other ditch where you're like this yeah, I want to say like the stoic who like has no enjoyment in life at all right. because you're so stove up that you couldn't have a treat at the you can't even go and have any kind of social interaction because they serve cookies there. And, you know, what I mean, like, <laughs> right. We want to, right, we have to keep it in the middle of the, I call it from ditch to ditch. You don't want to keep whipping the wheel back and forth. You want to stay right. in the center of the road. Right. So you could moderation in everything except for moderation. Right. You could be as you know extreme in your moderation as you want, but you want to keep life between those two guardrails. So you're not right. like ruining memories like some people. Like, well, I won't have sugar. I would never take the kids to the ice cream. I'm taking them to the ice cream, even if I'm not eating it. I'm going to sit right. there. and We're going to have a great time like I am eating it. You know, like I said the other day, we were all at Michaela's thing and everybody had breakfast. Well, I don't eat breakfast. I eat one meal a day, but I was sitting there with them. And we were all talking and they were getting their sausage and pancakes and all the stuff that, you know, mom made for them. But I was sitting at the table with them, not like, well, I can't, I'm not eating breakfast. so I'm not going to be with you. You see what I'm saying? It's like, right. right. We don't want to be in that other. We all buckets of crazy with this. And just like a car goes and gets gas when it needs gas, Mm -hmm. our bodies need to go get food only when it needs food. And so, It's entirely okay to sit at a meal and not eat. I mean, right. that's okay. I, I mean, do it I all the time. In some cultures, <laughs> it's a little difficult. You know, I'm glad like, you know, my mom's not alive anymore because she was one of those like, you know, you got to eat, you got to eat. Um, but I have said to people like, you know, thank you so much for putting this together. I'm just not hungry. Thank you. I don't give a big lecture about what no. I'm doing or why. Right. I'm just, I'm full. I'm sorry. You know, like I just, I'm not, you know, and I'm not going to put food into my body, but I'm also not going to make it like a big deal. Correct. hundred percent. So just be, have grace about it just because you're on a certain, like has like people that, and this happens with like some of my, you know, the people that would lose the hundred pounds or the 150 pounds, they became very, once they did it, they became very judgmental of everybody else. Yes. 
Very and like, no, man, don't, we're not, we're not the weight police or the food police or the anything <laughs> police. I, I do me, you do you. I don't judge you because you're eating sugar or whatever. Don't judge me because I'm not. Right. And, right. and we'll get along fine. You know what I mean? So we definitely want to be, keep it between the, the guardrails and we're not want to be extreme or, you know, be jerks about it or judgmental to anybody that doesn't work out where we work out. And there's like whole like subcultures of fitness and nutrition. Oh, yeah. You know, I could start naming them off, but I don't want to. Right. And both of them. Are you on this diet? Do you do that workout? Are you like, and if you're part of our group, then you're in. And if you're not, then you're not as good as us. And no, man, you know what? I'm happy for anybody that does it. If you just park your car far away at the mall and you use that to walk further, man, good for you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that you're doing that. You know, I'm happy for you. You know, do what you can do. Don't worry about it. Run your race, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, and that's a, you know, that's a huge thing about, you know, because I'm part of the, you know, the fitness community and, you know, as a fitness instructor, and I see a lot of that. And then when my classes found that every morning I walk in the park, they're like, what? You don't run. You don't like this, you know, and I'm like, you know what? I walk while I return calls because I'm in Southern California. And unless it's windy or the house is on fire, like, you know, if it's too smoky. Yeah. I can walk outside and return my calls. Now, I believe you can do that anywhere if you bundle up. I'm from Buffalo. Correct. I can do it there. So if I can do it in Buffalo and Southern California, right. like, right. but I return my calls, Andy, because I can sit at a desk and return my calls or I can walk and return my calls. Yes. Like, correct. what a concept. And I can't tell right. you how much business I've conducted on my walks in the park. Oh, I'm, I'm constantly walking on the phone. In fact, it's, it's difficult for me. I'm using massive amounts of self-discipline to sit here while I'm talking to you. Because <laughs> what I, when I did Lee's show a couple of weeks ago, we didn't have, she does Skype without the video. So I could walk and I was pacing all over the place because I was like, all right, I don't have to sit in front of the camera, you know? Yeah. So it's, I mean, I get it. I mean, that's what we, you know, it's why would you waste the movement time by just sitting when you don't have to? So I'm, right. I'm happy for you if you do that. And I wouldn't get on you for, you know, walking in the park and, and you don't have to run if you don't want to run. If you don't want to. Hey, man, if you want to get on a rower like my mother-in-law, she rode like three million miles or whatever this last year. She got her. She likes to row. I mean, like that is fantastic. She's in wonderful shape and she enjoys it. So why right. would you? Well, you don't run or you don't lift weights or you know, do whatever you want to do. That's right. the whole point about the fitness. Yeah. And it's your do what life. works for you. Right. Do what works for you. And, you know, shooting vegetables is better for me because it's, you have to look at what your resistance is. Like, what is my resistance for sitting down Mm. and eating a salad? And my resistance is, especially during the workday, you know, I've got my kids, I've got my dad, you know, I've got a lot of pressures on me and everybody says, well, you just need to let some things go. Well, if I let my Uh, dad go, you know, he's going to, blood sugar is going to go through the roof. Like there's not always the opportunity to let things go. And so it's a compromise between my responsibilities and my responsibilities, Andy, are not your responsibilities. Correct. So who who would I, who would me to be, who am I to say you need to, you need to do anything. Right. So I would never, I would, I mean, I, when I train this stuff, it's like, you got to find what works for you. Like those spinach bombs that you made it work for you. And that's what I teach everybody. Find the thing because you could stick with it if it works for you. Yeah. If you have somebody else trying to shove something down, some process, some diet, some, if there, it's an external factor trying to force it on you, it will never work for you long term. Never. 
It's got to be something that works for you that you come up with and you have to make it your own process. And I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll help anybody that wants to come up with their own process. I could give you principles and sure. like, you have to figure out how, you know what I mean? Like um, we can't, people, what they come to me, I got to tell you, this is just, they, even spiritually, when I was pastor and they would be like, oh, I know you hear from God. So could you hear from God for me? Tell me what I need to do. Should I take this job or not? Tell me how I should run my, I'm like, no, man, I could teach you how you go find, how you could connect to the creator yourself. Yeah. And you, because I don't want to take the responsibility of telling what you should do. I have enough no. trouble just trying to do what I'm supposed to do, you know? So I guess that's kind of this thing with the weight loss. Just be careful of who you be mindful. I should say of getting in with somebody that tells you this strict, you have to do this or that, or that you feel guilty because you didn't do something a certain way. And you have to find what works for you. Right. Cause Absolutely. I think that, yeah, I think that bondage and that's what it is. It's a, it's a mental and emotional bondage with all these diets, why people say diets don't work because you're trying to follow somebody else's plan. You have right. to follow, take all the good things that would work from you from 50 different plans. That's what right. I do. I find all the things that work and then throw the things out that don't, and I don't feel bad about. Right. Well, and, and making it work so you can do it because anything that drives you nuts isn't yeah. gonna, you know, if it's too much shopping, like one of these things, one of these things I read was like daily shopping, like you need to shop your fresh vegetables daily. I'm like, why? They sit in a truck yeah. for two weeks sometimes. Right. You're getting Correct. Going, what's one day gonna do? Um, but I do know that making it reasonable, and the big thing is it needs to be simple and it needs yep. to be easy. You know, simple yep. means I can prepare simple things and right. the things can be easy to get. Cause I can't tell you how many of these diet books or diet websites I look at and they're like, yeah, we only use coconut milk. Yeah. Okay. Well, what are you on Gilligan's Island? Are you on Gilligan's Island? <laughs> and if coconut milk is at your grocery store, great. Great. It's not at mine. And I'm not going right. to drive 45 minutes twice a week to get coconut milk yes. and i'm certainly not going to press my own right and this brings up the next thing i would like to then you just that's i'm going to pivot right off that because springboard i guess just make the best decision that you can make the best choice food wise or nutrient that you have in front of you right like so you're at the christmas party you know and there's like an oatmeal cookie and ooey gooey butter cake no. <laughs> you want something sweet. You already know which is the best choice in front of right. you would be the oatmeal cookie. Right. Right. See what I'm saying? So don't, and don't feel bad about it. I made the best choice, the best, same thing with the coconut milk. If you could only get a di almond milk, well, it's not as good as coconut milk, or whatever it is, this is your best choice available and never feel bad that you couldn't see it. Cause that's, that's what we do is we beat ourselves up, but it's not even available to you. You're beating yourself up over a choice that you can't even make. Right. So just make the best choice that's in front of you right now. And, and if you make a habit of always just making the best, all those choices will add up over time to great results. Right. Well, and I think that's the thing is everybody, everybody wants results in a week. You know, they want results yeah. in a month. You know, I've, right. I've gained 50 pounds, you know, with this baby and I'm going to take it off in a month. And it's like, well, maybe if you're a celebrity that has a liposuction doctor, a nutritionist, yeah. a, you know, and even you know, all those things, none of those things are healthy. The liposuction, if it right. went on and this is my rule of thumb, if it took you, you didn't get the 50 pounds overnight. Let's say it took you a year that you were in COVID on lockdown. You gained this weight over a year. You have to, it's going to take a year to take it off yeah. healthy wise. So right. however long you put it on, be prepared. This should take you that long to take it off. You didn't get there overnight. And it's not going to just wave a magic wand and 
poof, right? Because it was all little by little you gained this weight. It was this line of Oreo, and then I didn't see any change really. So then I, all right, so I had cheesecake and whatever three nights this week. I mean, I got on a thing where I, during the, during the COVID, I actually gained like 10 to 15 pounds just because I was eating more of even healthy stuff. And that's another yeah. misnomer. Just because something's healthy, you're eating too much of it. Your body's right. going to store it as fat. That's right. be like, well, it's still clean. I'm like, yeah, but you use too many, you took in too many calories, even though it was food, it's more than you needed. So your body's yeah. going to store it. Well, and like, let's be honest, you're not going to overdose on celery, carrots, apples. No, that like, wasn't what I was like. It yeah. was the, you know, the, it was the organic peanut butter that I'm sw- scraping on the celery. And then yeah. I'm like, my goal was to see how much peanut butter I could pile onto a piece of celery, you know, and then still get it in your mouth. You know, <laughs> I, you know it's like, it became like the game. And now, but that peanut butter is high calorie stuff. Yes, it's healthy, but only, you know, I can't eat half a jar and then be like, well, I don't know why I gained weight. Right, right. But it's organic. It was almond butter. I almond butter's good for you. You know, it's like no, you know, dude. Only a little bit of almond butter is good for you. Not half the jar every day. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, it's very easy to do, and our bodies have mechanisms. You know, like when you look at almond butter or any of the nut butters, that's a recent invention. You know, you can't eat you know, a whole bag of almonds, like you can slather a whole bag of almonds on celery or bread. Right. Some of these inventions that we've made, you know, or like apple, like you could drink apple juice till the day is done, but you're not going to eat the 25 apples that it took to make. It would take, right. And it took all the fiber out, which makes that, which helps us keep the body slowing down that process of the, you know, that's a good sugar. You know, that's a good sugar to eat is apples, right? But don't put it in the juice because all you're getting is the sugar with none of the fiber. You could still get the sweetness of the taste, but see the, the fiber in the apple is what's going to counteract it in the digestive system, all that sugar spike in your bloodstream, right? So that's what yeah. you're right. Well, you have all these crazy inventions that kind of like, they seem cool at the time, but they don't have really great results when it yeah, introduces chemicals. Out, like, you know, an apple has 5,000 phytochemicals. Like, where are you going to get right. that anywhere else? You're not going to take 5,000 supplements, you know, to, to replace what you can get just in one simple apple. And, right. you know, the more we learn about these things, the more it's easier to make choices. Because when I'm really frustrated and hungry, you run to the kitchen and you go, okay, stop for a second and make a good choice. Don't just right. automatically grab. And the yes. nice thing is if you don't have junk in your house, you can't automatically grab it. Like set yourself up for rail. success. Yep. Right. Those guardrails that keep us on Absolutely. the road. Yeah. Oh. I don't even, I don't even buy that stuff. It's not even in my house. Right. It's not even in my house. All right. So yeah. how can people find out more about you? Oh, you can go to getwarriortough.com. You know, I'm, I'm all my stuff's still up there and you know, uh, there's tons of videos and free content on. Then, you know, I got the books over to Amazon. Um, it's all on mental toughness and leadership. But it really, I, this thing with weight loss, I was going to say, it's really more mental than it is anything else. It is. If you, get your, if you get your mind right and about who you are and you're at peace with who you are and your identity, you'll make good food choices. Because like you said, the root cause is why am I eating this sugar? Is it for comfort? Is it anger? Is it stress? Is it, you am know, I so I really, right really encourage you to just like get your, get your mindset right. And then this will follow instead of just trying to set weight loss goals. Absolutely. All right, you guys, we'll be back again next week with another great episode. Thanks for tuning in to Military Mom Talk Radio. Want more information? Check us out at militarymomtalkradio.com or 
find us on iTunes for more than 500 free episodes. Drop us an email or find us on Facebook. We are looking forward to another great discussion. We hope you'll join us on Military Mom Talk Radio.